welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manano, and in this episode, I will be having a special guest on the podcast, a guest who has been on earlier podcasts, uh, Mark Trunk, and we will be doing a Milwaukee Bucks mid-season review, reset, recap, whatever you want to call it. They're at the midpoint of their season, the All-Star break. They're currently third in the Eastern Conference. They are second in offense, 19th in defense, 5th in pace, 4th in three-point shooting, and 22nd in free-throw shooting. And all these stats, by the way, come from NBAReference.com and 538.com. So, as I mentioned with the Bucks, they are third in the East right now. They are not where they were the last couple of years as far as at the midpoint. They were at first in the East and, and everything like that. So, obviously, it's good to be first in anything. You want to be the best. But right now, the NBA, being first Seed is important, but it's not everything. I mean, we saw last year the Miami Heat, I believe they're the fifth seed in the East, and they ran all the way to the finals, and yeah, they lost the Lakers, the one seed in the West, but it just goes to show you that you don't always have to be the top seed. You can be a bit bit lower, so I think hopefully the Bucs can get the one seed. I mean, that's what you want, but... It's also not awful if they're a top four seed. Like, that's perfectly fine. You just have to get in the playoffs. They're going to be a top half of the Eastern Conference bracket seed. And you have to get hot at the right time. You have to gel cohesiveness, mesh, whatever you want to call it, at the right time when when it matters most in the playoffs. And as we saw the last couple years, I mean – they were the number one seed the last two years, and we saw what that got them. They lost to the Toronto in the playoffs before the point that they wanted to get to the finals, and they got bounced then, and then the Heat beat them last year in the second round, and they were the Bucks were the one seed. So, obviously, again, it's good to be a one seed, but it's not everything, and, and they just need to reset themselves. They're not in a bad spot. They they won a really good game before the All-Star break against Memphis. Drew Holiday had a game-winning shot that was great to go in the All-Star break on a positive note. So hopefully they can continue that and uh, get a little rest. I mean, I know Giannis played in the All-Star game, so he's he's doing, doing things over the All-Star break, but it's the All-Star break. The All-Star game they kind of go 100%, but they, it's an all-star game, too. It's its for show, show and all that. So uh, Giannis gets a little bit of a break. The rest of the team gets a break, and uh, they go from there. So with that, I'm going to bring in my special guest, Mark Trunk. He, he's going to give some of his, his thoughts up until this point, and then I'll uh, kind of go off that and uh, chime in with my thoughts. So... Mark, welcome into another episode. And what are your thoughts on the Bucks so far this season? 
Yeah, thanks, Adam. Uh, always fun to talk about the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. You know, regular season in the NBA it doesn't really matter where you finish. It all matters in the playoffs. And I think some of these tests that they've been having a lot closer games this year than they were last year will help them in the playoffs. And, you know, you have to keep in mind they did have quite a bit of roster turnover from last year. Uh, they still have their, you know, core guys like Giannis and Middleton, but they have a bunch of new players that joined this year. So overall, I think they're doing all right. And um, obviously the Drew Holiday uh, COVID-19 absence hurt them for a little while, but otherwise they've been pretty solid. And uh, yeah, we'll talk more about uh, the team individually coming up shortly. Yeah, I think you make a great point there, Mark, among everything else you said. I mean, this team didn't have Drew Holiday for a good while in the season. He, I believe, was a close contact to COVID. So with that, you have to quarantine and everything, and you have to uh, get yourself better uh, with, with COVID. I don't think he had COVID, but he was a close contact. So uh, he, he had to quarantine and, and everything, and maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But uh, he... Nonetheless, he's back. He's uh, ready to go. And uh, this is a very important player for them. I mean, they gave, gave up a lot of draft capital. They gave up some players to get him. And he's right now in his last season under contract with the Bucks. Uh, I believe being eligible to offer him a max contract extension somewhere around four years, over $100 million or something like that. So, they're going to try and get him uh, locked in for the foreseeable future. He seems like the perfect fit for this team. I mean, no offense to Eric Bledsoe. He was he was a good player for the Bucs. But Drew Holiday, you just get kind of a, a little bit better uh, shooter as far as a, a player who's able to uh, knock open shots down at a h- higher clip and uh, more of a, a little bit calming, s- steady, steadying presence. I mean... Eric Bledsoe is effective. He's effective at what he does. He's a nice player, but it seems like he was always rushed or hurried or, or, or whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of you out there uh, listening in the audience kind of know what I'm what I'm talking about as far as that goes. So I think you just get kind of a calmer mood with with uh, Drew Holiday and uh, not too high, not too low as far as that goes. So uh, definitely fits the Bucks real well, and then. Also, I mean, Chris Middleton, he kind of, you could say, maybe was a all-star snub. I mean, he made the all-star game, I believe, two times so far. He didn't get in this time, even after a few a few guys had to be uh, out because they were had an injury or something like that, where they needed to be, uh, uh, where they needed to not play in the all-star game, and then they had to get a reserve. Middleton wasn't named. So uh, that was kind of a shock, I guess you could say, but it is what it is. Middleton's an all-star caliber player. He's shown in the past. He just didn't get in as far as that goes. So, Mark, I do want to kind of talk uh, player by player as far as it goes, and we'll try We'll try and be concise, too. We don't want to get too long-winded with it, but we do want to give a, a summary so far of each player up until this point and, and kind of our thoughts on that. So, I'll start with Giannis. I mean, Giannis is doing great things. He's uh, an amazing player. He's an MVP, all-star. He's got a whole bunch of accolades. And it seems like his free throw percentage has been really good as far as 
improving past several years. It's been kind of up and down. And there's been some games at the end where Giannis has needed free throws to either tie it or win it or meaningful free throws, I I guess is what I'm getting at. And he wasn't able to to, uh, convert them. And now he's really worked on it like he has with every other facet of his game and uh, really done well. And then everything else, I mean, he's a really good driver, scorer as far as that goes. He can get... His, his own shot as far as a dunk. I mean, he can blow by a, a defender. Three-point uh, shot, I believe, is is getting better. It's not amazing, but it's at least respectable, I think you could say. I think more, more defenders are sagging off him still. And then he's like, okay, I'll just shoot the three. And he's more times than not able to make it. So uh, you, you kind of get the feeling that defenders may need to respect it at some point but right now they're they're not at that level they're they're certainly in in the mindset of hey it's it's Giannis uh he's not traditionally a good three-point shooter we're gonna we're gonna sag off him and Giannis is like all right go ahead I'll, I'll shoot it I'll make it so uh and then defensively I mean he's an amazing defender I mean you could go up and down on on how great Giannis is and and that so I'm just gonna kind of keep that short. We are we already know how great Giannis is, so I'll move on uh, to Mark. Uh, your thoughts on Middleton? Yeah, so Chris Middleton probably having his best season of his career. He's again looking to have a 50% from the field, uh, 40% from three, and then 90% from the free throws, which is one of the highest, uh, I guess, statistical achievements for shooters in, in the NBA. Um, he was another. You know, borderline all-star performance again he's one of the best three uh, and d players in the nba and he can usually guard the other team's best wing player which is a huge benefit for the bucks because they don't have a lot of guys that are doing that and they are starting to include more pick and rolls with him and Giannis, which i think is really exciting to see and it will be pretty tough for teams to stop uh in uh, the playoffs so i'll hand it over to you adam on uh, drew holiday yeah, so Drew Holiday, we already kind of touched on it. He had the COVID-19 absence, but he has been an amazing addition to this team. He was highly sought after in the offseason, and there was a lot of teams going after him. Rumors out there from ESPN, all the uh, sources out there uh, that, that you expect out, out of the NBA, Adrian Wojnarowski, everybody else, saying the Celtics might have went, went after him, other teams as well. And the Bucks were able to get him. They were able to create the best package of players and assets, draft capital, everything else to acquire a player of Drew Holiday's caliber. And uh, he's been great. Uh, he's been impressive. Uh, he's just a little bit better of a decision maker. No offense to Eric Bledsoe, but it seems like, like I mentioned before, he's a calming, studying presence. Uh, everything is, is, uh, done uh, by him in a calming matter. And uh, he's quite honestly their best perimeter defender. And that's no disrespect to Chris Middleton. He's a really good defender in his own right. And everybody else that they have, I mean, Giannis is a good defender. Brooke Lopez is a good defender. Uh, They have a lot of good defenders on this team. Dante DiVincenzo as well. Uh, But Drew Holiday has been a great acquisition. And hopefully the Bucs can uh, retain him uh, for years to come with a 
potential max extension uh, coming his way. We'll have to see on that. But Mark, your thoughts on Brook Lopez? Yeah, so Brook Lopez, he's uh, now 32, uh, but he still provides good rim protection for the Bucks. He's not as much of a scorer as he was earlier in his career with Brooklyn, so you don't see him posting up as much, but I think part of that is because the, the game has changed. Um, his shooting numbers are pretty much the same as his first two years with the Bucks. Uh, the big question for the Bucks, especially in the playoffs, is how he's going to match up against other teams' uh, centers and forwards that have that are quicker than him and that can shoot from the outside because he's not a great you know person who has lateral speed to move across the floor and other teams try to take advantage of that. So it'll be very interesting to see what Coach Mike Budd does on that. But I will hand it over to you, Adam, and you can talk about Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, so Dante DiVincenzo has been uh, overall a pretty good uh, player for the Bucks. He's kind of had his ups and downs as far as he's shown a lot of flashes and uh, everything. But last year and a few other times in his career, he's had kind of stints or uh, lulls, I guess you could say, where he's not quite the player that we we think he is or things like that. And I mean, for any player there, there's times where you, you have, you have ups and downs. That's, it is what it is uh, and, and everything. But Dante has definitely this year been a really good player. He's a starter for this team and a really good defender, really good sh- shooter. He can shoot it at a high clip from three point range. And then he's, one of their better underrated rebounders too. I mean, he's a guard, but he can also rebound it really well. Like I watch a lot of Bucks games. Mark, you do too. Everybody else in, in Bucks fandom land does as well, and uh, even just NBA fans as well that watch uh, Bucks games here and there. There's a lot of times where Dante will will come up with a rebound, and I mean anybody on the court can get a rebound, but more typically it's where the centers. Or, or the the power forwards or the taller players get the rebounds, but sometimes Dante he's got great athleticism. He can jump and and, and, and get the ball and and everything like that. So that's an added bonus as well. And uh, he's a player that was rumored to be in the Bogdan Bogdanovich deal that obviously fell through, and uh, and that. But uh, he's also rumored in trades for potential uh, acquisitions of PJ Tucker and others. But I honestly. I'm fine with the Bucks trading for players. I mean, any way you can make the team better, you have to do. But I'd like to try and keep Dante. I mean, he's a young player. He's got a lot of promise. He's still in his early 20s. I mean, at most, he's creeping up towards his mid-20s. And he's he's got a lot of potential. And right now, even still, he's a really good player. And uh, I, I think that he's a good player. Uh, Locker room player, good chemistry player. I mean, I watch a, a lot of stuff from YouTube. Uh, they have the Bucks All Access uh, episodes from YouTube and also the Bucks on their social media put them out there as well. Uh, there's a lot of times where Dante's really one of the nice glue guys on the team as far as uh, team chemistry, and he's a popular player among the players and coaches as well. So Hopefully they can keep him, uh, but we'll have to see. I mean, if there's an offer like anything in sports, if there's an offer that's way too good to pass up, then you have to look into it. But uh, I would like to try and uh, keep Dante, and maybe if you're going to trade, maybe trade somebody else. But right now, pretty much the Bucks, a lot of their players are 
they, they want to keep and, and they don't have a lot of assets to trade. So they have to try and uh, with their limited assets, make the most of it. And honestly, if they don't even make a trade, I'm, I'm all right with the, with the players that they have uh, on hand as far as uh, going deep in, and far into the playoffs and hopefully to the finals. But that's obviously a long, a long ways away. So Mark, we'll move on to you with your thoughts on Bobby Portis. Yeah, so Bobby Portis has been a good addition, especially for the Bucks' offense. Uh, he's shooting 50% from three this year, and he gives the Bucks a good a good guy to put on like wing players and smaller post players. Uh, he's probably been the 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 Bucks' best free agency signing. They're only paying him 3.5 million this year, and he's given them really good returns. And plus, he's only 26, so you know, hopefully. He'll uh, be with the Bucks for uh, several years to come, but he's been a good under the radar signing, and the Bucks probably saved some money by getting him versus some other big name free agents that would have cost a lot more money. So I think so far that is looking like a good move from John Horst. But I will pass over to you, Adam, to talk a little bit about Pat Connaughton. Yeah, so uh, Pat Connaughton, uh, he's been. A uh, pretty solid role player. I mean, he's always been a pretty good glue guy for this team. I know he's a favorite of Giannis's. Uh, before Giannis signed the Supermax uh, in the offseason, they, they did ink uh, Pat Connaughton to a three-year deal, I believe it was, or maybe it was two years plus an option. So uh, they wanted to keep Connaughton around, and I believe him and Giannis are, are workout buddies uh, as far as that goes. I, I hear uh, through the media about that. Uh, so the, definitely a, a glue Another glue person, a good team chemistry player, and a good player too. I mean, he's got really good athleticism in that. I mean, I believe that Dante DiVincenzo is a better player than Connaughton, but I think that Connaughton and DiVincenzo have kind of a little bit similar games as far as they do a lot of the same things. They're good athletes. They can get rebounds, and they can shoot it pretty effectively. I think Dante is a better shooter than than Connaughton, but they're similar uh, in, in game, I, I believe, as far as their style of play. And uh, Connaughton always is uh, famous or, or whatever you want to call it uh, as far as he gets he gets the ball from three-point range. More times than not, it's going up, which you, you got to love that, uh, that confidence uh, as far as uh, when you get the ball and you want to shoot it. So uh, more times than not, when, when Connaughton – Connaughton gets the ball. He's got some airspace. Uh, it's it's pretty pretty much uh, nine out of ten times gonna gonna be a shot up. And uh, this year, more times than that, it's gone in. So uh, he's definitely a good player uh, that brings good energy off the bench. And uh, he's also a favorite, I believe, of Coach Budenholzer's. I I know that he's uh, very fond of uh, Pat Connaughton. So uh, Pat's had a pretty nice again another role playing season as far as a, a, a integral player who plays a lot of minutes off the bench and uh, more times than not has effective minutes. So uh, good for uh, Pat Connaughton, or he's got the nickname also of, of Planet Pat Connaughton uh, by some Bucks fans as well. So uh, it's Pat Connaughton's world sometimes, and we're just living in it uh, at times when, when he's shooting the ball and, and he's uh, doing really good things for the Bucks and he's uh, performing well. So, Mark, your thoughts on uh, DJ Augustine, rather. Yeah, so DJ Augustine was one of the um, bigger name free agency signing for the Bucks 
Unfortunately, he's kind of had a down year offensively. He's having one of his worst shooting seasons of his career. Uh, he can be a liability on times on defense, too. He's really undersized, so when he goes against bigger point guards or shooting guards, he kind of has a tough time with that. Um, hopefully, he'll turn it around, though, and they're going to need him in the playoffs to bring some offense off the bench. Uh, he still has a, a – he's only in year one of a three-year contract, so – you hope for the Bucks' sake that he turns it around quick. Um, but we'll have to see what happens with that. But I'll let Adam talk a little bit about Bryn Forbes. Yeah, so uh, Bryn Forbes was a really good signing for the Bucks in the offseason. Uh, he came to the Bucks as, as part of a, a day, I believe. A, it was a day earlier in the summer, and I remember uh, when they signed him. They signed him, and then pr- pretty quickly after – uh, they signed Tory Craig, so uh, it was kind of a day where the Bucks were kind of uh, filling out the rest of the roster, getting some role guys, and uh, I believe it was either a day after or a few days after they signed uh, Bobby Portis and DJ Augustine. So it was kind of a an off season where the Bucks had some players that were uh, not going to be back, so they needed to fill out the rest of the roster. And Brent Forbes was part of that uh, roster. Uh, reconstruction, I guess you could say, as far as filling out some uh, new players on their team and, and that. So he's been a really good uh, player for them as far as a good role player. He's always been able to shoot it uh, from a high clip from three-point range, and uh, he's he's been really good boost off the bench. He had a game earlier this season where he was on fire. He had a career high, I believe it was 24 or 27 points or somewhere along those lines. So when Bryn Forbes is uh shooting it well and, and he's hot from from three-point range uh he's look out i mean he's he's a really good player and pretty uh reasonable contract too uh they got him pretty cheap about two million per year and uh from all accounts from everything you see on, within the media it seems like he really likes milwaukee so hopefully uh this is a player that can uh stay uh, in milwaukee for several years to come as far as the uh, integral uh bench uh, player and it seems like him and Giannis have some good chemistry as well, which is always a good thing. And uh, he maybe hopefully can be kind of a Pat Connaughton uh, like player uh, in that he's he's ever since he's gotten on the team he's stuck and uh, he's he's been there for several seasons. I mean he's still a pretty uh, young player too. I believe he's only like 26 or 27. So uh, definitely a lot to like with uh, Bryn Forbes off the bench. Mark, your thoughts on? Giannis's brother, Thanasis, out of the Kumbo. Yeah, so I'll keep it pretty short, but uh, Thanasis is a really good energy guy off the bench. Like Even when he's not out there on the court, he's like the loudest guy on the bench, always doing like, crazy celebrations. And He's definitely a great chemistry guy for the Bucks. and obviously if Giannis likes having him on the team, then if you're the Bucks, then... Yeah, I wouldn't mess with that. He is pretty good uh, defensively. He can really get in people's faces. He's not there yet with his offensive shooting, but uh, yeah, he's he's uh, a good player to have on the roster for sure. And uh, Adam, I'll let you talk a little bit about our last player, Troy Craig. Yeah, so uh, Troy Craig is definitely a player that the Bucks. He was also a part of the the signings that I recently mentioned with. Uh, Bryn Forbes, and he was a player that the Bucks signed, uh, kind of a part of the roster reconstruction. And he's a defensive-minded player. His defense comes first, and 
I mean, any team needs that. I mean, there's a lot of components that make up a good overall NBA team or just a good team overall in sports or any sport. So he fills a role. His playing time has been, I guess you could say, spotty. I mean, initially he was playing and then he wasn't. And now recently he's been playing. So it's been kind of up and down with uh, with his playing time, kind of sporadic. But uh, he's definitely a player that you put him on the, the opposing team's best player and he's able to uh, pretty much lock him down. I mean, obviously they're going to get theirs. Any, any good NBA player is going to get theirs. Uh, or any player in the NBA is going to get theirs. They're in the NBA for a reason. Uh, but more times than not, Torrey Craig is able to hold the best player or one of the best players of the opposing team to a lower scoring average than his overall season scoring average. So that's always good. And he's also a player that, that can shoot it uh, pretty well when he gets the opportunistic looks. He's not a great shooter, but every now and again, when he gets the right look, it's he's able to, to, to get it in and Hopefully, especially as we creep closer to the playoff time, uh, now at the halfway point, we can get Torrey Craig in the game a little bit more, especially come playoffs, because it's going to be a, a, one of the many things is about defense, and he's a really good defender. So that's my thoughts on Torrey Craig. Yeah, so there's there you have it as far as breaking down the Bucks uh, individually by player. And um, just want to talk a little bit about some other stuff for the Bucks as a whole. Um, Bucks on offense and defense here. Um, if you kind of look a little bit at, um, if you look at about their uh, overall, um, overall, so they're one of the highest three-point shooting teams in the league, and Giannis is where everything kind of revolves around. Uh, on defense, they've been changing up things for the way that they play as far as switching the screens um, for putting different people on the um, on the players that are having the ball. So sometimes you might see some weird matchups go on, like where a point guard is guarding a center or something. But they're changing it up, and I think that's one of uh, what Coach Bud has been talking about for a while. Um, it's just – trying to change things up this year because what they have what they've been doing the last few years has not been working. They've been shooting a lot more three they actually been shooting more threes than two pointers this year. So that's kind of the trend for the NBA because uh, dunks and threes are very in style and mid rangers are not. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. And while the Bucks have given up more points defensively this year, you have to keep in mind that that's what's happening in the league as a whole. So that's something else to, to consider. Sometimes, you know, the other team gets paid too. So that's that's something else to keep in mind. And then just really quickly, some interesting stuff from 538. So their best offensive players on the team are Giannis, Chris, and Drew Holiday, and Dante DiVincenzo. And then their best defensive players are Giannis, Dante, and then Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday. And I still think the Bucks have a good chance of going to the finals. And something that we haven't mentioned yet, the Bucks did resign Giannis at the beginning of the year, so that's taken off a lot of pressure as far as what they have to do this postseason. Obviously, you want them to go to go to the finals and win it. But even if they don't, they still have Giannis for the next few years. So that is a great thing for the Bucks, and uh, definitely something that gives people um, a lot more reassurance as far as 
not having to worry if they win the title or not. So, Adam, I'll let you wrap it up. Yeah, I think you make a great point there with, with Giannis. And, I mean, you you talked about it with how the amount of pressure. I mean, if Giannis didn't sign that contract extension before the season, this year would be filled with, with pressure. And, I mean, any any away game they go to, all the beat writers will be talking, asking him questions, people in the media, uh, things like that. Even home games that will come up between uh, away uh, reporters and everything else. Every show that you watch on, on TV, any media consumption you do, whether it be social media, whatever the case may be, however you get your entertainment, it's going to be there. It's going to be a question. And uh, Giannis was able to ease the minds of Bucks fans with signing the five-year Supermax deal. I believe it's he's at least intact for five years, maybe a sixth if the option gets exercised. And Giannis is also a player that wants to stay in Milwaukee. He's been on record of saying, "I want to, I want my jersey retired in 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 the in the arena. I, I want I want to be one of the one of the loyal players uh, like that." So uh, he wants to be uh, one of the one of the few. I mean, a, a player you could mention uh, in gone gone far too soon. Kobe Bryant, uh, rest in peace. But he was he was a player that uh, stayed with the Lakers his whole career. And uh, hopefully Giannis can be another one of those uh, few players that are very unique in that. And Damian Lillard also is another player that likes to stay with his team and is very loyal and doesn't uh, jump ship to other teams. So uh, hopefully Giannis can uh, be with the Bucks. So thanks, Mark, for another uh, edition of Big A Sports Show and for being on the show. And uh, be paying attention for all my other episodes that come up. I- I'm going to be podcasting away. And uh, thanks again. Uh, to everybody, and I will talk with you all again very soon. Have a great rest of your day. Another episode.